Welcome. Howdy doody. This is uh, episode I said 18. It again. What the fuck? <laughs> this is take two on the intro. All right. The first you time know you said no, howdy they, it's not. It's take one. They don't need to know this. So, what you been up to this week, Tavares? Yeah, you know, busy. Busy, busy man. Busy, busy bee. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of things, just different, a lot of shit. Shit. There's yeah, it sounds of, like fun. It's college. What you been like watching <laughs> and shit? Damn. So I've been start. I started Wu Tang. Um, <sighs> yeah. That shit's good. That shit is good. I'm, I feel like I'm watching like Power or something. Like yeah, like it's like this shit's like a real drama. Like, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's the based wire on a true shit. Yeah, the yeah. wire exactly like the wire. Actually, yeah, really. it reminds me like that. Like crazy. Damn. Like, yeah. Filmed the same way. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching that. I uh, starting. Um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, yes, baby. That shit. Oh, the pilot. The pilot was dope. I'm not yeah, lie, and not like, lie. come like the third and fourth season. I didn't want to go back and watch. Like it's oh, it gets better. Like really? it, it only okay. goes up from there. I yeah. think. And it's uh, it's really good. I uh, I, st- I stayed up watching it one night and uh, I got a couple episodes in. I woke up and it was on like episode eight. I'm definitely not that deep in. But mm, yeah, I guess you. Yeah, what you, been, I, uh, what you been watching? Well, I watched The Good Place. Okay. Extremely easy watch, but extremely good. Like one of the better sitcoms. How many seasons are there? There's only three right now, okay. and the fourth one premieres on the the 26th of this month. Ooh. Yeah, so that's coming up real soon. I wanted to catch up on it because I'd watched yeah. the first season before. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, judging by the end of it too, you're kind of like, why do we need to? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on in the second season? Yeah. And, like, why do we have to do this? Yeah. But you do it, and it it's totally worth it. Uh-huh. Like, that's another one that just steadily got better for me. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of philosophy in it, because mm-hmm. one of the main characters is a philosophy professor, uh-huh. and that's a huge part of the show. Okay. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, Ted Danson is in it. Oh. So when I finished that show, I went back to Cheers. Okay. sitcom that premiered in 1982 and Ooh. I finished the first season of that Okay. the main character is Ted Dance how many the seasons same. are there? there's uh, 11 Ooh. so it's a commitment yeah, and I'm gonna kind of spread it that's out a I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna be binging this 11 <laughs> seasons straight I yeah mean, you don't want to binge any sitcom, sitcom really it's easy the office I, the office how I met your mother since then I haven't really binged any I don't, yeah, I don't think I've binged a sitcom in a while yeah. besides The Good Place mm-hmm. The Good Place isn't like a, like one of those sitcoms though yeah. you know like uh like Cheers is like a friend, a group of friends. Yeah, just yeah. like friends, just okay. like How I Met Your Mother, just mm-hmm. like that t- that sort of thing. But uh, the the entire first season is set in a bar. You do ne- you never leave the bar of Cheers. Yeah, the entire first season is set. So in a you bar. just watch people talk. Yeah, but like it's still really good. I don't know how to explain it. Like it this is this on Netflix. Yes. Okay. And like I wouldn't. I'm not coming at you like highly recommended. Right? Okay, okay. Like it's, it's it's worth a watch if you have interest in seeing like the history of television. The because, history of sitcom. Yeah, basically because class. this this kind of created the formula for Friends and mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother specifically because it's mm-hmm. just based on a group of friends in a big city, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, at just it's formulaic like that and it's really good okay i appreciate okay. it i need a good formulaic so i've been kind of like feeling like i've watched everything exactly and like sometimes you just need a break yeah like something's nice to just like you don't have to focus too mm-hmm. hard like i watched a lot of those in a row where i was yeah. just like jesus christ like i am lost in this shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but to give myself a break i started cheers okay. and i also <laughs> i also started a, a carnival row which is an Amazon oh, yeah, Prime yeah. original. Okay. It's uh, it's really, uh, it's really deep in terms of like the storytelling. Like it's just mm-hmm. like there's so many layers, so much lore yeah. to it that like you're really fascinated with it like yeah. immediately, and uh, it's very fantasy, super fantasy. Like Game of Thrones was fantasy in that there were like dragons, mm-hmm. but like that was like mostly it. There were like human-sized fairies and werewolves and shit like that in this show Damn. and it they do it in a way that's not corny and cheesy yeah, it's and it, really good it seemed like from what i saw they're like integrated into society already like yeah this. like they, this is a mixed society this yeah. is not just and it's not it's like any other white folk 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah. The white folk there do not appreciate the the critch is what they call it. The it's, magic. It's, it's weird. It's weird because I'm in this philosophy of race class and we're talking about how like um, what it's like to live in a racialized society. And it's like even in class, like during our discussion, students won't recognize just like how deep that runs. Like it's it's, it's like immense. Even in these these sorts of shows where they're like beings that we can't even really ex- that we've just completely conjured. Like it's still set within like a kind of racial identity. You know what I mean? Like, exactly, and that like they you, are the other because that's always are. a theme in any storyline uh-huh. that has different races. And and not only like that. that, but then the standard for normal. Is usually set as yeah. by you know who, yeah, by, <laughs> by the whites, <laughs> those people, yeah, no, the Caucasian, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like in uh, Supergirl, how the entire fourth season is humans versus aliens mm-hmm. in terms of like social justice, like that was yeah. the biggest part of season four, and then uh, in Legends of Tomorrow, you'll get to a point where metahumans are kind of like outlawed eventually, this, like is in, the this in the future, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's a that's a big storyline, mm-hmm. and it just it keeps going with like so many shows if there's a storyline with a different sort of race yeah they're going to focus on that because yeah. it's always compelling mm-hmm. it is always compelling and the reason it's compelling is the sad realism sad realism yeah because you know? you're just like this is it seems to be the way that our our psychopathology is like you know expressing itself in in the structures that we create because mm-hmm. you know these are all this is all real shit this is all this real happens. shit and this is all the production of ourselves like none of this happens unless we will it to happen in Facts. any sort of way yeah i mean it's it runs so deep yeah and even when those obviously those storylines in supergirl were to mimic the yeah the racial tension in America, mm-hmm. but like Carnival Row, that's set in like they England. had a they even had a direct rate like line about that, yeah, that, exactly. With um, like with John Jones, too, where he John was Jones like, and Guardian, yeah, yeah, because like John Jones was like how he chose to be mm-hmm. a black man in that, country. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know, I like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but listen, like, this is this is this is definitely a big thing we've been talking about. It's this thing called the master slave dialectic, right? So, like, mm-hmm. a dialectic is. You know, I feel like I'm about 25% into understanding it. I would put, I would have put myself at like 5% a week ago. Mm-hmm. This is a very complex idea, but basically how it has to do with the master slave, there, there are different dialectics. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different. Okay. Yeah, I get the yeah. idea. Um, but the master in a place of superiority can never understand or fully fully Grasp. be aware of the of a situation. Uh, especially in a master-slave dichotomy because the slave is the one who's been marked inferior. They're the one who's been told what they can't have, but they know what they don't have. The, the superior believes that they have everything, right? That's mm-hmm. that, that they are the image of, of perfection. What? Yes. Um, so they are settled on a view of reality which entitles them to a position of superiority. But when you aren't entitled to that, you not only are in a place of subjugation but you were then um like forced to contemplate moving out of that place of subjugation yeah and so by doing that you can more fully recognize what exactly you are attaining and thus have a more like accurate view of reality itself and not only the like your place but the implications of being in the superior place yeah like being born into a position of power and riches would obviously give you a different yeah. view of what being born into a middle class and even yeah. lower class family. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a lower class family and you work your way up, you mm-hmm. you're automatically ingrained with a more yeah. realistic view of the world. And that's something that the the person who's been marked superior can never can never fully grasp. Yeah, that can never because fully they grasp never that. got to that point. Mm-hmm. They've never been given the chance. Yeah, even though they've been given every chance. Yeah, you know. Crazy, damn. We've been talking okay. about a lot of, lot of okay. crazy. Uh, that class is fucking blowing my shit. Yo, I'm, I'm extremely intrigued. <laughs> that was, t- that was tough. That yo, was... I could put you on some reading for sure. Yo, do for that, sure. please. I'm re- We're reading this book. Oh, you should actually get it. It just came out a couple weeks ago. It's called How to Be an Anti Racist, okay. and it's, it's a really so. It's this guy Ibram, Ibram Kendi. Um, he's like a professor at American University, I think, but. 
it's a very narrative based like breakdown of how to be an anti-racist and he like and the way is not I have black friends <laughs> it, is, it is not indeed <laughs> uh, but it's it's I like, can't be racist I have black friends <laughs> that's the worst yeah yeah you know and you hear it too much but uh, you hear it far too much it's hilarious actually it's a uh, for the other whites it, it, <laughs> we uh we're reading in a philosophy class but it's not even really fundamentally a philosophy book like it it's expressing these philosophical ideas but it's doing it in a very realistic and, and yeah understandable way, way. Yeah. and he's, he's usually demonstrating his idea through like stories of his past and things okay. like that so yeah. it's a really simple read uh yeah you should check it out yeah i'll definitely a, check it out it's a new book you know it'll it'll blow up I'll check it out then. I wonder if No Name will have it in her book list, book club. I feel like it, it's a book right up her alley. Right up that alley, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Want to roll the tape? Uh, you got anything else? I don't. I'm ready to roll it. Okay. Um, I'll let you know when the time's right. Um, okay. I'll wait. <laughs> roll the tape. Right. You have now entered the Penny Bloom Podcast. Hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tavares Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a podcast. So you aren't going to see anything. So we just finished up a nice watch of the pilot of the Mr. Robot series on USA. Tavares has been trying to put me on for weeks, and it, for really, me, it's... Really, really, it, it, it has been years. I've, I've definitely you, mentioned you have, to this show yeah, you know, at has, least over a year ago. That's definitely <laughs> true, and I, I, I am officially sorry I've slept. <laughs> nah, nah, it's, it's good, you know? Amazon Prime is not easy. No, it is not. Yeah. But, bro... Yeah. <laughs> We watched that pilot, Yo. and the entire time, I'm just like, Yo. this is amazing. <laughs> that shit is a, a just different. It's just different. And I, I mean, I, obviously, I don't have a ton of grounds to be able to say yet, mm-hmm. but there were so many moments throughout the last 30 minutes where I was like, okay, that has to be it. There's just yeah. been so much story. Yeah, like, I how know. How are you going to keep pushing uh-huh. this further in the first episode? Yeah. And it just kept getting deeper and deeper and, and deeper. deeper. And it's kind of like its own movie yeah. in this yeah. own in this first episode. Mm-hmm. Because like if they hadn't tacked on the very end, it very easily could have just been a short film. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> and easily. like just been fine. Very easily. They do a really good job also uh, leaving the cliffhangers at the end so that like like binging this show is like that I recommend binging like I'm not gonna lie like when I watched it binging it it's just like you get into it into it yeah and this is obviously not the same thing in terms of intensity but like when I was watching The Good Place uh there was always something at the very end that would make it just so damn easy to roll right into the next one exactly but you're like holy shit it's been six episodes yeah (laughs) and like and that's what I fucking love about TV shows like uh-huh. this is like it's just so easy to keep watching. Yeah. Because this one is going to be a more complicated one that I'm going to have to focus on. Yeah, yeah, you'll want and to. And I can already tell. <laughs> but I'm really excited. But it, it's uh, yeah, it, it the way that they direct this show I think really brings attention to the things that they want you to get from whatever scene they're in. So it's like they they make. They make watching easy, even though it's a very deep and complex plot. Yeah, um, like the uh, the cinematography alone, and like everything that's happening around mm-hmm. anybody at any given moment is it matters. Yeah, and it's also visually very appealing. Mm-hmm. So you want to watch it, even yeah. when it is difficult to be like, "Oh my god, what the fuck are you even talking about?" Exactly. Because obviously, I don't understand half the shit he actually says. Yeah, no, the coding. But like, I get the idea. Yeah, <laughs> I get the idea, and that was something that they were really trying to do with this show. They have some. Um, I've seen some videos of them talking about how they like worked with the coding language and stuff, and like it's all real. Like they've had hackers be like, "Yeah, that's that, they're talking about some real shit." Like these are actual Damn. things that they do. Uh, which is impressive that they that they integrated that in the show uh, so well, but I th- it, it's just like a really weird like like for me initially though because I didn't I'm, I'm usually not a fan of like the whole inner monologue thing yeah like I'm just like yeah I'm 
I have a tough time with that sometimes. When it's done properly, yeah. it's amazing. This one, I like, think that, like, Rami Malek is, like, the person to have oh, an inner monologue. It, he is. Like, he plays this character uh-huh. so And the more the more well. you see him, it's, I can't even actually, I don't, I, like, I don't even want to talk about that. Like, that's, like, it, it's, it's. It's just part of it. I just gotta. It's part of it. it. Yeah, you just gotta see it. Like, it, 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 that is a big part in this show. And they, like, they do it well. And it's, like. I've always hated it because it's always something that is like kind of useless or so, uh, easy trick into narration. Like with yeah. the, the first thing, the first show that I think about is like Malcolm in the Middle. Like yep. the the narration in there is is like first person or whatever, but it's it's so like it's just as a way for them to introduce the show and stuff yeah, like exactly. That. Like and it, it's smooth, but it's not it's not intentional. Yeah, it's not everybody hates Chris level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that is a that is a intentional use of that narration. Yeah, exactly. But, like they do it in, in Mr. Robot. It is very intentional as well. It, it's excellent, dude. How they began the episode with the shot of the blurred out businessman uh-huh. all walking in front of the window uh-huh. and at the end when when Rami Malik is introduced to these men and they all stop uh-huh. and you get the exact same blurry shot uh-huh. of them in the window i was like yo that's i crazy. lost my shit that's crazy. <laughs> I lost no my but shit. the thing was like the first time that i watched it and he set it up to like the top 1% of the 1% the men behind the closed doors nobody yeah. knows and it's like Okay, so here's this big place that they I feel like that they are going to build to and that was what I felt like the direction of the and, show was yeah. and it was like kind of taking them down exposing them. And and in a way the it reminded me of Breaking Bad's pilot uh, with how it started with him yeah. calling his family being like I don't think I'm going to make it. I wonder it. if that was intentional. Sam Esmail, uh the director, he's very and writer. Um this is his brainchild, but he uh he he pulls a lot from Taxi Driver, Fight Club. Like he pulls a lot from Gosh, other. He's a I he's a love, huge film buff. I almost, he, I almost mentioned the Fight Club earlier because that's exactly yeah, what this reminded me. It of. is that's that's why and it, he does that very like he in interviews he said yeah I'm just a huge film nerd so like I'll always throw like I watched Taxi Driver in forever. Have you watched that? I actually haven't oh, seen it's it. It's so good. Really? I need to. We should watch that and we should talk about it at oh, some shit. point. Okay, but it's it's a little too old for what we were we're, we're doing every year okay, with our okay. thing. But maybe once we get there. Yeah. Oh, it's too old. It's before. too old. It's, it's the seventies. Oh shit. Yeah. It's but it is an excellent mm-hmm. movie and uh, Martin Scorsese is an amazing Scorsese. filmmaker and I'm sure that's who Sam Ishmael was mostly yeah. inspired by. Yeah. Because it's astounding. Uh-huh. But yeah, this entire episode, I was just extremely intrigued mm-hmm. because everything about it was appealing in some way yeah and it was easy to understand mm-hmm. even though it was so complex exactly and it's like they they get to this they they paint this picture of this bigger point that they're going to get to but they they kind of solve that by the end of the first episode and then it's like where do they go where do and we go it's they they got places that they're going and oh it's and like, i believe it like i know th- there's more like this is what they presented i feel like is a very fundamental idea or theme of of the show <laughs> but by that i mean very fundamental and it, they build off of that like crazy and the show just like it really starts to dive in a direction where i feel like it's more about interrogating not only just the structure itself and and the the products of that structure yeah yeah in society but moreover like forcing you to reflect on how you engage in that structure how you participate in in yeah because building the structure within like the first 10 minutes of the show i was like damn i'm like already rethinking the way i do yeah right and it does it does that it'll make you ask that question because and i mean it's a it's a very necessary question to ask and like and once you once you ask it you're kind of like and it's not one of those that you you are supposed to be like oh no i don't do it it's one of those things where it's just being revealed to you like we all have to do and the thing is it's not really being revealed to anyone exactly we all know it exactly we all and that's why and that's why they say ignorance is bliss Mm -hmm. because what we don't know we don't have to know we don't have to act like it's there yeah yeah like is there a top one percent of the one percent running shit from a i don't know fucking maybe maybe. it could happen (laughs) yeah but like fuck if I care like, yeah exactly I mean I'd care but like <laughs> what what's it doing to me right what now is it? but you, you you think that way but then it's like it's doing everything what what and it asked this question very specifically what could you do if you just pulled out if you just said fuck society 
And that is like that—that's the craziest question to me. Of society. Because it, 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 I don't know. Is that, that is like, I feel like fundamentally, there is a place within this idea of of a Americanism that we all have for this thing very specifically, and it's almost a necessary component of it because it's it's. I feel like it's what pushes culture forward in a lot of ways. That that counter resistant, that counterculture, uh, to to whatever the dominant culture is. Because without that that questioning, without that interrogation, there's no way for the the you know the large populace of society to think anything ill of the, what they are doing, or yeah. to to even be in a situation where they're forced to question things and that's kind of what f society is all about yeah like these things these things that are so ingrained into Uh our society that we don't even fucking think about yeah couldn't are probably not right Uh most of the time exactly like but that's just the way things are Mm -hmm. that's just the way things are i can keep thinking like oh well it's never gonna change because nobody's ever gonna do it but that's that that is that is you being backed into a corner of complacency which is what they wanted in the first place that's why the structure was built this so that it wasn't easy to infiltrate so that it wasn't easy to change so that you wouldn't feel motivated to do so because why because then they couldn't have whatever what prize they, did. they have you know it's it's like every every policy is written with intention and you, just kind of going back what kendy writes about in his how to be an anti-racist book is like policy this idea of systemic racism is is really just the mask for saying that a policy is racist that policies of a structure of an institution are racist it's not an institutional thing it's not the people it's the policy it's, it's what is yeah. going on is because racist. you have to look about you have to look at the the person who wrote the policies and who they what the intention of that policy was and who they had in mind when they're writing it exactly chances are and, and, and the way that they're framing in the book is like if it's not promoting um um racial equity than it is a racist action uh which is a very lenient it, it, it's an interesting read he sets up a very unique argument but um the, the idea of it is that like there there are ways to fix things but you have to be intentional about fixing it. this isn't exactly this is a very complex subject and for those who wouldn't understand maybe you could put it like in the purge movies Mm-hmm. How the high society mm-hmm. finds a way to kill yeah. the lower class just because of the lack of money there. Exactly. And the policy was written with intent. That's a much more obvious uh-huh. one, yeah. but it's still the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's precisely what it is. And it's like, you know, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, fucking purge, like purge, yeah, yeah, it's great. And other people are like, mm, but like, look who's not dying. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Like, exactly. what the fuck, guys? Like, wait and, a second. <laughs> yeah. Something's a little fishy here. And it's like, they weren't even trying to hide the fact that, yes, they, they did just kind of want protection and to kill the homeless. Um, great way to keep the population down. Interesting thing. That, that, that uh, workshop I was telling you, I was, I was uh, teaching the other day about design thinking. We went through this ideation process where we had students think of solutions to a lot of problems. And a lot of the uh, solutions that they came up with were solutions to overpopulation. Um, they were like, you know, let's stand up, snap this bitch. Yeah, yeah. I think one of them actually was a, a Thanos snap. He, yeah. he said that this is Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet. Like, it was... Yeah, we did a Lego thing. It was really cool. Okay, <laughs> dope. It is. But yeah, like, and obviously, everyone watching Avengers was like, well, well, <laughs> everyone well, was well. kind of like, he's not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but like, that's not okay. Uh-huh. That's there comes a point where morality is more important than what is maybe necessary. Yeah, right, right, and it, it, that's that's kind of the the ethic of a hero. That, that morality comes first. It's not about saving, uh, or it's not about catching the bad guy. It's about saving the good guy. Sorry, my dog's in the room sniffing <laughs> around and eating things off my floor. You know, things that don't have to be eaten. Midnight like snack. <laughs> midnight snack. Man, that really drove my train of thought away. We were doing good. That was a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, shit. I kind of lost my train of thought, too. I'm not going to lie. But we'll come. It'll probably come back around. Anyway, this first episode of Mr. Robot uh-huh. was fucking astounding. It was. And, like, 
there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to be binging the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to get into it. It, it there's there's some shit like we, I'm going to be watching we it could week talk. after week this yeah, fall. Yeah. We could do some we we could do some shit like we could definitely talk about that on here. Like th- that just led to an like an entire philosophy it's a, it's conversation a very, about it's race. It's very philosophical show but it's very like like sly you have about to, it. yeah sly it's not like you have gonna, to analyze it to uh-huh. be able to go like exactly. and recognize these things exactly yeah joey badass is in season two he's in season two and three okay uh, he's actually a pretty important character in season three. Ooh, I'm he's actually a pretty that. important character in season two he's like one of those people who is like he's not in the show overly often but like when he is but it's super important like kind of like gypsy like okay. in, in the yeah. flash like you know recurrent. she always popped up when it needed to happen <laughs> But you're always like, damn, yeah, like they're they're fucking they're the shit. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like that. Uh, yeah, fuck with Joey Badass. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah. Mister Robot. Else? Anything else you want Christian, to say about it? Christian Slater. She, he was a Slater boy. She, she said, "See you later, boy." She said, "See you later, boy." Uh, Dude, that first episode, I can't get it. Rami Malek is a fucking. Rami Malek is an amazing actor. Like so good, weird as shit. Like a lot of but actors. But that is the point. That is the point. Yeah. He, hey, uh... Philly, stop. One of the weirdest things is... One of the craziest things is how they portray depression and mental illness in this show. Yeah, I, I was really intrigued by that in the first episode. So this will... They, they dig a lot, lot deeper into that specifically. Like, that is actually one of the core questions of the show is, like, kind of how they portray um, mental illness. But it's, um... I think really interesting because it, it portrays kind of, like the the person it, it portrays the synth, the symptoms in a very human way yeah like i i thought of like when i was watching it i was thinking about how like more recently that's become a more impactful thing in television mm-hmm. because of how realistic it is yeah. in a very s- sad way obviously mm-hmm. but no matter what that is realistic yeah. and you have to be able to accept that yeah exactly and it's like it doesn't really um it doesn't. This show definitely doesn't fucking cut corners or mince words at fucking all. I, I can tell based it, off the first episode. Yeah, it's just there's some scenes where it definitely I was like, Ugh. like. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's like a, it gets. There's some. There's. Oh shit! Actually, I was just. Whew. Yeah. No. There's a lot of scenes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this show. This show goes for it. I'm telling you, it's really Game of Thrones esque in how it's written. Like. Okay. Just not 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 politically how it's written, but just like. How it's written how, to like, get that excitement, you like, know what I mean? How I said earlier, it felt like the first part of like a super long mm-hmm. movie. Like yeah. that's what Game of Thrones was. Yeah, that was exactly. the point of it. Exactly, it's very in depth, and then like you get into it, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like, damn. this is crazy. Yeah, I should not. Have, I watched this show maybe eighth or ninth grade. I, I just remember I was definitely too young to be watching this show. Yeah, and you were just kind of like, like and you I were watching it. You were like, "It's so entertaining." It was but you didn't so really know good. Why. I didn't know why. I remember watching the first episode, and I was like, "Wow, this is totally like the most serious show I've ever watched." Like, <laughs> wow, this is deep. And I'm just like, I don't really get most of here. But uh, I really don't get most of it. <laughs> but uh, y- damn, <laughs> like, yeah, like this shit was good. beautiful. First, and like objectively, even if you weren't looking as deep into it as mm-hmm. we are, it would still be super entertaining because it does have these basic yeah. storytelling elements. Exactly, exactly. Like, it, it it does present an, a protagonist. It does present an antagonist, mm-hmm. and the protagonists are edgy enough and like interesting enough that no matter mm-hmm. how into it into it you are you will be yeah. able to understand it uh-huh. and you will enjoy it and i'm telling you like watch for details in this show this is definitely a show where easter thing, eggs things will come back and you'll be like Yo. what the fuck like it, it seems it's like, one like of those. the perfect show for like what we're doing here and what it, i like yeah yeah it really is honestly i'm like yes yeah, i just got prime back and uh, uh, i hooked colton up with it and i'm hoping you know Honestly, I got enough money in the bank now. I could spare the change. Yeah, you know what it is. You know what it is. He's helping me out. Yeah. Putting me on. No, but I'm, I'm saying I might like get back into it and wa- rewatch it with you. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. I need to. I, I've already... We could start a Mr. Robot podcast. Oh, shit. Completely separate. Do it in episode chunks. Or we could just like do Mr. Robot on our already established yeah podcast. but then like then we become a mr robot podcast <laughs> you know what i'm saying wouldn't we have been a euphoria podcast first 
Okay, you know, fair. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually super cool with that. Yeah, yeah I'm actually cool with being a Euphoria but podcast. Maybe we hold, maybe Euphoria, maybe we hold is our off show. until Mr. Robot so is like, on in season four. You, so it's like the brand new episodes uh, that everyone would be watching. Wait, what do you mean? Like, oh, to start the, the like whenever season four comes on, that's when we should start talking about Mr. Robot like weekly. Ah, uh, I see, I see. Like the way we did with Euphoria. Okay, okay. Um, d- season four of Mr. Robot isn't that the one that's it, coming out? It comes out October sixth. Okay, yeah. So whenever that, I'll I'll catch up. All right, all right. I'm on. I'm on. Three it. seasons. <laughs> October sixth. Finish 6th. that shit. <laughs> but yeah, come October sixth, we'll be able to talk about this week after week. Oh shit! Yeah, and it should it, it it'll be on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I think it'll come on because. I mean, and we also I also have cable, so I can just turn yeah, on yeah. USA. Yeah. It's okay. But yeah, sounds good. Shit. We just planned it all out on air, but and that's how it goes. Yeah, let's just do it. We'll <laughs> dive right in. That's so what we're doing. October sixth. We'll watch out. Yeah, y- you. <laughs> you <laughs> we're pointing at you you see it <laughs> we're pointing but uh you got anything else you want to say ah Mr. Robot great show check it out watch with us watch <laughs> with us for sure catch up we'll start talking about it week after week on season 4 October 6th October 6th that's your deadline that is your deadline easy enough um next segment next segment next segment we wanted to talk about the greatest TV intros of all time what you think? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones immediately. Yeah, it's immediately gotta be comes Game to of Thrones. Like, there is nothing as fucking cool as seeing Westeros, like... Being it, laid out for us. Yeah, like that, man, fucking Westeros. And Essos, like, you know... Yeah, and like, in the last yeah. season where it got... Sm- it followed where the White Walkers were the, all the way through. Yeah, the, oh my god, that 3D model and how it changed. Like, <sighs> the first time, I was like... I swear, because I was like watching, I was like... Mmm... Uh, mm, am I? Did I just forget this entire like no. area? And then like eventually, the um like designs and shit were just getting so crazy. I was like, Nah, this wasn't here. Nah, no, <laughs> nah, no. I would have noticed this. Shit. I would have seen that. <laughs> yeah, and so that that man and and the the theme song like you can't. Oh, I mean, dun, dun, why don't we should play? You remember it's okay. Oh, I do. It's per- I'll be able to sing all of them. <laughs> yeah. This is it's the greatest intro monologue of all time, and it's fucking like five minutes. I know. I watched it every time. <laughs> you got to. You had you got it, to. it was just it was kind of part of the Game of Thrones experience. It was like if you wanted to be uh, a part of when Game I hear of Thrones that culture, sound. you had to watch it. You had to. When I, when and I, when just... I hear it, like, oh, it's just glorious. Chills. Ramin Jawadi, chills. genius. Just chills. Chills all over, just all up the arms. All up the arms. <laughs> what other uh, what other shows come to mind? Uh, well, you got Arthur. Oh fuck yeah! Arthur, I got Arthur, Arthur. Every day when you're walking down, down the street, street. And, and everybody, everybody that, that you meet, oh it's so good. <laughs> oh man, Arthur. That's a different point of view. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, what a wonderful time of day. <laughs> Oh my god, it has to be mentioned. <laughs> what? That song is so good. Oh yeah, no, it's it's Arthur. That it, it, and it's one of those childhood ones where you just hear it and you're like, you're like, you're immediately transported back. Like I remember sitting. In it just that. reminded me of one actually, and oh, yeah? it's gonna blow your mind. Tell me. I'm trying to remember place the name, but I think you'll get it. Uh, Rainbow reading. Yep. Yeah, black dude. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember it. But I can't I know, remember I it, but I remember about. it. Like, yeah, and I can't remember. It's deep in my memory. It's very deep. Like, but, if I saw that, like, reading Rainbow, was that the name of it? I think so. Yo, hold on. Where's my phone at? I don't know, but I'll go back to Arthur for a sec. Okay. The uh, <laughs> I remember every time I hear that theme song, I'm transported back to my elementary school's library, watching it on one of those old ass TVs that you had to push the button. And oh like, shit! Pew! Yeah. When <laughs> it like grew on the screen, like, uh-huh. like I'm immediately transported back then, and it's because of that Bucky song. <laughs> Reading Rainbow, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, love that black guy. <laughs> I love that black guy. <laughs> yeah. Lavar Burton, <laughs> iconic. Oh uh, shit! Uh, who can forget uh, the dinosaur tales? <sighs> Were they? Uh, they oh. had the eggs and they'd they'd like yeah, they'd like that rub was, them or something and like they come one. to life. That was that was yeah. 
the eggs they rub or something. I was something like that. But uh, I don't remember the intro to that, but I remember it fucking banging. Yeah. (laughs) That shit shit was pretty fire, not gonna lie. Who can forget about SpongeBob? Oh, shit. Hold on. This is the Reading Rainbow one. I had to go find it because I couldn't remember it. All right, yeah, let's listen in for it. Yes. Oh. 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 This is hard. Yo. This shit sounds like so soulful, but it sounds like it's on like a cracked vinyl or something. So it's like it it makes it like nostalgic. Like it's hitting in a certain way that you only get from a vinyl record. Damn. Okay. Fuck with it. That shit bang. Yeah, yeah. Okay, reading Rainbow has to be mentioned. Yeah, alright. Uh, but Spongebob. Spongebob, yeah. Oh, who lives in a pineapple? I didn't even watch Spongebob and I know that shit. Like, SpongeBob you gotta know that pants. shit. You gotta know that shit. in yellow and poor to see. <laughs> Spongebob Squarepants. Spongebob Squarepants. Spongebob Squarepants. Everyone knows the fucking song. I mean, you, you can't talk about theme songs without talking about Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nye the Science Guy. Science rules. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just iconic. Uh, yeah, no just, way around it. Just straight iconic. It's um, it's a great show. Bill yeah. Nye. I, I got to give an intro speech about Bill Nye in a couple hours here. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it is one thirty a.m. here on really, a uh, yeah. what Thursday morning? Thursday morning. Yeah, party. Thursday morning, people. Yeah. Uh. What are some other shows? I mean, Stranger Things. Yeah, that's that's gotta, that's the same sort of thing. There's very as Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's just kind of like you have to. Like, there's something yeah. about it that's like ingrained. It's very the way you watch Stranger Things. It's a very minimalist intro too, which is I like. <laughs> Creepy as fuck though. Oh, and it it hits every time. I, I can't believe that Stranger Things actually waited like three seasons to get to the strange shit. Like the real like the strange, real strange, strange shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. Because like I was never actually scared watching or like not scared but like freaked like, out. Like, oh or damn. Like been this like, is, like this is like real horror movie yeah, shit. Until and season, season three. Season three really did that. It really fucking went there. I was like, oh damn. We talked about this in the podcast anyway. Though. Yeah, I mean it's damn. it's whatever. That feels like months I guess it was months ago. It was. Shit. Like damn. two months ago. It feels like though like we've been like nah, it feels like shit, that was two months ago, because that was the fourth of July. Damn. Holy fuck! Time it feels flies. like it feels like we just like do this shit now. Like, yeah, like we this is like kind of just something we do. Like I feel like we have to. It's yeah, like, an obligation. like it, I do too. It definitely feels... and like but like it's not a bad obligation. Yeah. I like doing it. It's just like you know, gotta got It's kind gotta of ingrained doing. with what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's just like know. every week I, I have to do this podcast. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like damn, we've been pretty good about weekly shit too. We've committed. We've really done it. I think I miss what two weeks. Yeah, because I've only done two solo co-row episodes. Okay. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway. Back to the uh, theme songs. Uh, have you, you've never watched One Tree Hill, right? No. Have you heard the song? I don't want to be anything other yeah. than what I'm... That's the theme song. <laughs> what I mean, what I mean, baby. <laughs> trying to be lately. Oh. <laughs> All I have to do... It's so good. I fucking love that song. And Gavin DeGraw is fucking Is that the amazing. intro? Yes. Wow. And I don't, it wasn't made famous because uh-huh. it was the intro, but it was famous, it became the intro, and then it was famous again. Like, <laughs> like it repeated. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it was kind of like the way Old Town Road blew up, went down, and then the music video came up, and then it was like the biggest deal again. Yeah. Did did it end up breaking the record for longest it streak? It, it went over 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it went to like 18. It went like, it was crazy. But yeah, One Tree Hill. <laughs> fucking great old town road is gonna be solidified in the record books for a so very long time the one that held the record two songs ago was a song by mariah carey and boys to men and then it was broken by despacito (laughs) (laughs) okay so we've had (laughs) despacito 
<laughs> Despacito and Old Town Road, and then Mariah Carey and Yo, Boys to Men. Why did Despa? What the fuck was Despacito? Despacito. De- <laughs> like, I don't know I that much, so I just say burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that shit was just like such a hot thing. Like I just remember, like it literally coming out of nowhere, everywhere. I was just like Despacito, Despacito, Despacito. I was like, what? It the? was all over the place, and it fucking. And then sucked. it like, b- like broke the YouTube record. I was like, you telling me like, like Wiz Khalifa isn't singing about Paul Walker now? Like what the fuck? That, oh fuck, man. man. Let's move on. That tears That's, me up every time. That sentence. I went. No I was sense. on a date. When I went and saw that movie <laughs> oh, in theaters, shit. and oh. uh, it was Fast Seven, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah. And uh, the ending happened. Fucking I, bald, I, oh my bald God. on her shoulder, just crying my eyes <laughs> out on her shoulder. We didn't go on a second date. <laughs> Wait, who are you gonna do it? Well, I'm not gonna talk about it now. No, just tell me. I'll tell you later. Tell okay, me. I'll tell you later. Tell me. I don't think you know her. Oh, I don't think you know her. She'll know if she listens. She'll know if she does. She listen? No. And tell me. I don't want her. I don't want everyone to know. Oh, okay. okay, so, <laughs> so, uh, uh, what are some other great theme songs? Um, um Little Einsteins. Oh, gotta go. Little zooming Einsteins. through the sky, Little, little Einsteins. Hey, hey, yeah. Climb aboard. Hey, get ready to explore. There's so much to find. Little Einstein's, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's so no. good. Remember when that like remix blew up a couple years ago and Yo. Vine was still a big freshman deal? year? I remember it. I remember that shit perfectly. People would, like hit the that shit. shit. Like at first, I was like, okay, guys, this is a meme. But like, and usually I don't like, like I, I don't feed into that shit. But then I was like, wait, Bo, like this is like actually hard. Like yeah, I remember when uh. It, that shit like brought me and Ethan Swanigan together. <laughs> like we were like pretty good friends, yeah. right? And then we started hanging out more when that song was like a big deal, and we started doing that shit together. And for some reason, <laughs> that was it. Like we sp- like that was sparked, how you, that was sparked how you were a friendship friends. anew. What is Ethan Swanigan up to now? He's uh he's at Missouri State oh, playing football. Really? He's a wide receiver there. Is he good? Yeah, oh. he's always been pretty good. Yeah, yes. Very good actually. Very. Got to a D one school. That is playing that football. Is that is true. It's pretty impressive. That is. Uh, but yeah, Little Einsteins. Uh, Backyardigans. The backyard. Gotta go with the the, the Backyardigans. I'm not gonna lie, hands down, probably my favorite show. Like, Yo, when my I was little, the Backyardigans would schmack undeniably. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking loved that. Like Pablo. Ooh. Pablo was probably my favorite. They had the, man. They were just so like they were just so real. I feel like I felt like like they were the most. They were also the most they were diverse. The, they were the that and the closest to what a real group of friends would look like and how they would talk to each other and shit. True. And like I just like I felt like I was with them, you know. I felt like, like I, I was, was a backyard. I was a backyard again. I was in the backyard again. You feel I me? wish I was in the backyard again. Yo, Man, the backyard back again. Back in the day. You had Uniqua, Austin, Pablo. And and yeah. Yo. Yo, low-key, whoever did the Backyard Against, whoever wrote that show... Real as like, fuck. Real as fuck. I feel like Martellus Bennett could have wrote that what, show. What did you say here, that one girl's name? Uniqua. Uniqua. Like, hey, it's unique. Oh, it, like, the point is clear. Like, you got a unique name. It is okay. Her you name is Tasha, Uniqua. Tyrone. Who can forget Tyrone? Oh, damn. That was my dude. Tyrone. That was my dude. That was the guy. Bruh. I, I kind of want to... Nah. I want to watch Nah. <laughs> nah. I can't, right? Nah. I shouldn't, That'd right? Be weird. Weekly breakdown. <laughs> the backyard. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Uh, <laughs> we'll put up a poll on something. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I mean, there were so many great, great ones when we were little, but uh, there are some other iconic uh, sequences, like uh, Phineas and Ferb. Timmy Turner, the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. that's like Jimmy that, Neutron. Jimmy Neutron, The Office, iCarly, iCarly. Okay, uh, Zoe One Hundred and One, Victorious, Victorious, Drake and Josh. Yo, 
Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. Let's talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> Drake and Josh. Now nah, that Yo, was some. That was some. I never find thought it'd be so simple, simple, but I find a way. I find a way. <laughs> Every so I just get I just get a, a certain feeling just hearing like us singing the song. Oh, it makes me so fucking happy. That shit is like I just want to. I just think I'm like on a like a sleepover with my friends. Like it's Saturday morning. We're just chilling. It's Sunday morning. Uh, I gotta get up, go to church with my friend's family. Oh, shit. No, oh, shit. <laughs> I, never, was, I never stayed over with friends who went to church. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I did that a couple times, and every time I was kind of like, man, I'll just come over on Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do all this shit. God damn. One week. One week. <laughs> Leave us at home, god damn it. God damn. But uh, let's talk about how I met your mother. I, I thought about it. Good song, but I feel like it was unimpressive in general. But there's a certain feeling you get when there you is. hear it now. There, 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 100% is. Um, that is just because. Which I guess definitely has more to do with, with the, the show. show. Itself than yeah. The song. Uh, I, I feel like they could have done more. You know, it's I mean, just they like definitely some snapshots. Could've, but like, and it, they didn't change it one bit over nine. They did seasons. on that episode where like Barney. Oh yeah, where Barney. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was that was probably the best of it. Yeah, that was definitely yeah. the best use of it. Gosh, I mean, and then there are other iconic sitcom theme songs like uh, Friends. Friends. Who can forget the? Like no, everybody knows the clap. That is. That everybody is knows the clap because of Friends. Everybody knows the clap. Um. Not chlamydia. Um, the clap. <laughs> what you know the, it's an std the clap everyone knows the clap and then he just said chlamydia chlamydia yeah it was it was a joke about stds because we said everyone knows the clap yeah which is chlamydia <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say it was a good joke oh my god it was just a joke okay okay i see i see um <laughs> god damn that was awful god damn. i hate myself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was talking about friends, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then uh, there's some other good. Si- uh, Cheers has a pretty iconic. Really? Has a pretty iconic theme song. Andy uh, Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've heard. I bet you've heard the Cheers theme song. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're always glad you can. Yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah, that's the Cheers theme song. Okay. It's famous because it was the Cheers theme song. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty iconic intro, and it was a good song itself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some other ones that, uh, I mean, uh, that '70s show never had a theme song, which I was kind of disappointed by because they could have had a great. Oh yeah, they did. Hanging out down the street, the same old thing. That we did last week. Not a thing to do. But talk to you. We're all alright. We're all alright. I love Wisconsin. <laughs> Dude, I loved that thing. <laughs> that shit is fire. I'm glad I got to perform the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of letting you, letting you do it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Um kind of disappointed I forgot it had a theme song for a second. Yeah. It's a pretty I, amazing theme song. Of course. I mean, I feel well, like... Well, I was remembering the little title sequence they'd always play at the beginning where, like, the, that 70s show would show up on the screen and I was like, was it, like, modern shows yeah. where they don't have, like, a super yeah. long intro? Um, I've always preferred a show with a title sequence. I will tell you honest. the worst. The worst title sequence. I've oh, had. what's that? Um, uh, House of Cards. Ugh, that sucked. <laughs> I hated watching the, it. The first time I watched that, it, I was just it almost like, made me turn it off. I was like, I was like, yo, fuck this shit, dude. Like, this is so boring. Yeah, I was like, are you just gonna show snapshots of different buildings? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> Bitch, I don't give a fuck, Keisha. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's. Oh God, that what, that was so bad. I that hated was so it. Boring. I could not stand. I'm trying to think of some other shows that have the worst. I mean. I don't know. There's not a lot that had a whole theme song. Yeah. With a whole title sequence that I was just like, God, can this be over? I know. There's just the House of Cards was that was bad. Uh, skip it. Skip. Skip. Oh shit. 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 Skip. Oh, shit. I gotta go back. Gotta so go back. so many times. Like yeah, I, I think there there might I have this weird 
feeling that there's there's a memory somewhere in my head of a time where the intro came on and I, I had to kind of go all out to get the remote before the skip intro <laughs> disappeared. Yeah, like fuck off screen, fuck off screen. <laughs> um, another good one is a Bojack Horseman. I that one is that dope. Sh- it's vibey. As that fuck. shit is trippy as fuck. It is, and like. It- it's such it's so much fun to watch every mm-hmm. time. Like I will always watch it because the song mm-hmm. goes with what's being showed perfectly. Yeah. And there's like horns and it's it's electronic in a way. But isn't it like a, a weird like electronic? Yeah. That shit yeah. is like wild. It's like like I can't explain. I can't, I can't do explain. it. I can't replicate it. But like you just gotta watch it because it's fucking awesome. It is. I mean, I'm trying. To, I mean, I, I was never a fan of Parks and Recs. No, I don't even really remember it. Yeah, me. Honestly, I mean, if I heard it, I'd know it. Obviously, it was it was, like, it was kind of basic. I remember it was a really simpleton song, which that, makes sense because it's that's what that was the point of it. It's yeah, a simpleton show. Rick and Morty. You know, not as impressive as I. I. I, I well, it, it, it's cool, and they do vary a bit. They don't really. They don't really. Though. I, I wish they would change the like the sequence. Itself. I wish they would make the scenes in it happen in the show. That, I do too because be there's a lot of stuff in it that I'm like. Well, I and I see think that. those things are implied to have happened, so it's like they are. Like remember the episode where uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole uh, is is supposed to be like a part of the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in every single yeah. title sequence. Uh-huh. That was amazing. That was, I like that one a I lot. Like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Not a lot are coming to mind. I don't. I don't remember Sherlock's. Was Sherlock just? It was, it was bland. It was another one of those kind of like House of Cards yeah, where you were just yeah. like, ugh. That's why I don't remember it. Yeah. Um. Um. I've watched Grey's Anatomy. I can't remember if it had a theme song, which means it probably wasn't yeah, very good. No, I. No. Can't um, imagine it being. Have you seen all of Grey's Anatomy? No, I watched the first nine seasons, which is kind of what I've gathered from everyone is kind of when most people were like alright I'm out <laughs> now and, they're on season 15 yep now now they're like they're like already confirmed for like 17 fucking seasons <laughs> like, like that's what the ridiculous fuck? and like I definitely could have kept watching it mm-hmm. was just kind of like too many people that I liked have died yeah I can't keep going that's, through this that... <laughs> I'm not going to like I'm I refuse not. too many people that I like I'm done no, like my favorite characters, all of them are dead. Oh. I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> it's Grey's Anatomy. I don't get how everyone fucking dies. The point is, it's like it's kind of like Euphoria in the way that it's like every single problem that could possibly happen <laughs> happens at one hospital. You know. Yeah. So like, there's there's one with like a mass shooting. There's one with oh like a God. bomb. There's Jesus Christ. Like people fucking. There's an airplane crash. <laughs> like. It all happens to this what one. What is with the airplane crashes? Breaking Bad did that too. That was the most random shit. Yo, but that Breaking it, Bad it, intro. and the reason that was Actually, great is because there was nothing about it. Yeah, that you could have foreseen coming. Exactly, and you're just like they tease it the entire season, and, and then like, it's like one little thing that switches, oh, and that's that's like why everything yeah. falls apart. And then you're like, whoa, I've known for a while what is going on. Really, it's crazy. Yeah, that intro is really really simple. It was just the periodic table. Yeah, but the the song it fits the show well. The song it's like this weird like like dirty. Yeah, like grimy, just kind of like ugh, like methy. Yeah, methy. <laughs> That's just, what I wanted to say, but I was like, it's, it's just it's just methy. <laughs> methy sounds. Like, I can't even sounds. really explain it. It's just methy. I've talked to a method before, a couple. So I, I've talked to a crackhead. I don't think I've. I I, I probably haven't. <laughs> Oh, I remember when we cra- I yep, think we interacted yep. with a crackhead downtown. Definitely definitely a crack guy. He thought I was Mexican. Yeah. And he just talked too much. Yeah, and he was really hitting on a on a seventeen year old girl. That was yeah. It was uncomfortable. That was weird. Yeah, he had to fuck right off. <laughs> Stay in school, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> That's what he said to us. Do you Did remember he? that? No, I don't. He said, oh, good for you guys. Staying in school, not doing drugs. <laughs> not doing drugs, you know. After he comes up and asks us for a swisher. Yeah, he came up, asked us for a swisher, and then when we said we didn't have one, he goes, you got a light? <laughs> nah. We were like, nah, but Sorry. Nah. <laughs> uh, but I can't think of many other uh, great <coughs> title yeah. sequences. Yeah, I think we got most of them. I think, yeah, I think we covered it. Um, the next segment will be a film review of 1987. Unfortunately, 
me and Tavares aren't exactly keen on the movies in 1987, so I will be doing that segment alone after I watch a couple of them. That's why we recorded this so early in the week. It's like, it just happened that way. Yeah, I was uh, like, wow, that was a nice, like, excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you needed to give it, but I like... I didn't need to, so I was just like, yeah, I don't know why I said it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you want to do, like, a little sign-off right here? Yeah, for both yeah of us? sure, sure. Uh, you know, this has been the Penny Bloom Podcast with Tavares. Next segment will be Solo Coro. Yeah, I'm, I'll be here in spirit. Um, of course you will. I'll You're probably, always with me. I'll probably be. What time are you planning on doing this around tomorrow? I, I don't know. It might be tomorrow. It might be the next day. I'll either be making wings or working on homework probably. So. And I will be there with you in spirit. We'll be connected in spirit because that's just how Penny Bloom works. Like that's just how we do. This wouldn't work if we if we didn't work that way. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> As I go. As I go. This has been the Penny Bloom podcast. Shout out Keanu Reeves. Shout out Keanu, bro. Keanu Reeves, you to go, bro. We love you. You to like, go. Like there's bro. no other way to put it. You the I man. You. <laughs> you the man. You know you the man, right? You the, you the you the man, baby. You the man. Bye. So before I get into this best film of 1987, I wanted to uh, do our song of the week. And uh, this week, it's a song I got from the show Woo Assassins. It's uh, Bury Me Alive by Kelvin Colt. Kelvin Colt is a German artist, but he's speaking English on the track. And uh, this shit goes. It is hard. Like, really good. It's off his uh, LH914 EP. So yeah, check it out. Bury Me Alive by Kelvin Colt. Now, for the best film of 1987. This was a good year. We had a lot of good movies. You had Predator. You had Lethal Weapon. Adventures in Babysitting. Full Metal Jacket. La Bamba. Spaceballs. Dirty Dancing. The Lost Boys. All great movies. Spaceballs, an all-time stupid comedy. Dirty Dancing, an all-time movie anyway. And so is La Bamba. La Bamba's great, too. But for me, I decided to go with one that might not be the very best, but one you probably haven't heard of before. In The Monster Squad. It's another ultimate 80s movie. I mean, the cast, it's not exceptional. I haven't seen anyone else, anyone in anything else, but, uh, it's really good. It's directed by uh, Fred Decker, who wrote and directed uh, last year's remake of The Predator. And that was uh, co-written by Fred Decker and Shane Black, the same two dudes who wrote The Monster Squad. Um, Black also wrote The Nice Guys in 2016 with uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. He co-wrote Iron Man 3, and he wrote all the Lethal Weapon movies. So it was a pretty big year for that Shane Black guy for him to have written The Lethal Weapon and then The Monster Squad. Uh, you know what, let me give you the uh, synopsis here. <clears throat> 12-year-old Sean Crenshaw and his best friend Patrick are die-hard monster fanatics. Along with their friend Horace, nicknamed Fat Kid, junior high tough guy Rudy, Sean's kid sister Phoebe, and little Eugene, they come together and talk monsters. But when Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Gill Man, and the Mummy come to their small town to get an amulet to control the world, Sean leads his friends into an action to protect their town from the forces of evil. Now... I know this movie doesn't sound great. It's it's a basic Halloween premise. But with spooky season approaching, I figure no better time than the present to discuss The Monster Squad. I watch it every October. I have for several years with my family. And it's just kind of a nostalgic classic. Like, no matter where you are in life, if you are a film buff and you, like, study theater... I mean, not theater, but if you study movies, you're still going to love this movie because critically, it is good. And if you are just a teenager who knows nothing about it, this movie is going to be wildly entertaining anyway. Um, it's got some amazing quotables. I mean, you got a, oh, Wolfman's got nards. They kicked uh, Wolfman in the nuts. So they, Horace declared, oh, Wolfman's got nards. It's pretty iconic. Um... Fat kid, Horace, uh, was getting bullied while he had a shotgun in his hand. And he said, uh, my name. Well, someone goes, whoa, fat kid. And he goes, my name is Horace. Cocks the gun. Pretty amazing. And then uh, the little sister, Phoebe, she uh, befriends Frankenstein. 
and uh, when she's like holding Frankenstein's hand and all the older boys are like really scared of him and everything, she goes, come on guys, quit being chicken shit. And that's pretty great. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those classics that's just going to appeal to teenage sensibilities. It's not a basic coming of age story like, uh, like the last couple movies have been, but nevertheless, it will appeal to the teenager in you. No matter what, you'll always have... A, that sort of appeal when you're watching this movie and it and i mean like it's it's just a nostalgic classic no matter what it's going to make you wish you could go back to the time when you were always excited for halloween like i remember what it was like to just like be fucking crazy october 30th and 31st because i was so fucking hype and the monster squad really reminds you of that sensibility so 1987's best film was The Monster Squad. Thank you very much.